launched a business. I followed my intuition. I followed my gut and it has been the most incredible, wild roller coaster of a ride over the last year, let alone the last three years, as I've really started to learn more of who I am because I discovered I kept myself hidden to keep the peace. Welcome to the Spiritual Shiftworker Podcast. I'm Lyanne, and I'm so happy that you've pressed play today. This podcast is here to inspire you, but more importantly, to provide you with the tools you may need in order to make a shift in any area of your life. Whether it's a small shift or a big shift, I will be sharing real life stories from incredible humans who have done both. And of course, as a shift worker, we will navigate all the ups and downs of working shifts from nutrition to learning how to ditch the overwhelm to creating more time to do the things that light you up. So grab that Java, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome back, beautiful souls. I am so happy that you're here and that you have pressed play this week. Let me tell you, if you listened to the intro clip for this week's episode, that is just but a snippet, literally, of what this episode is going to be about. I am literally recording this intro, thinking back to this conversation with Steph, and I'm like, I have all the feels because this conversation is exactly what this podcast was meant for. And I just feel so connected with what Steph is doing. I think that more and more women and, well, men too, are feeling this nudge, this whisper that's getting stronger and louder to really get back to the basics. So who is Steph? She is actually a business major turned homesteader, and she is on a freaking mission, my friends, to learn the skills to be self-sufficient by growing your food, living simply, and teaching others how to do it. She honestly believes that anyone can learn simple homesteading skills, not only to save money, but to gain better health and to cultivate a self-sufficient lifestyle. What I loved, I mean, I loved so much about this conversation with Steph, but What I love so much is that she is using her voice where over the last couple of years, so many people have been afraid to do so, myself included. And it is really her showing up has not only inspired me, but I know is going to inspire so many more people to speak their truth, to just be who they authentically are and make shifts in their lives, being fully aligned And that is what Steph has done. So honestly, I know that this conversation is going to blow your mind because if you have been feeling that nudge, that there's something more, that there's more than just this groundhog day of living nine to five and going to work and paying bills and doing the same thing over and over again, feeling enslaved to the culture, there is a different way. And so not only is Steph here to do that, but I, that's what I'm here to do to bring you these people and these stories and their lives and their conversations to you so that you can also see that you can do it too. So that's enough from me at the moment, but seriously, grab your Java and let's get started. All right, Steph, I'm so happy to have you here. Today, yeah, so excited, and we were just talking before I hit record, and I think that this is just going to be a really great episode. So, welcome to the Spiritual Shipworker Podcast. Um, I would really just love for you to introduce yourself, uh, let the listeners know sort of what you do, who you are, and what you are currently excited about right now uh, at this time in your life. Okay, so my name is Steph Taylor. I live in Manitoba, Canada. Um, I, let's see, <laughs> life, where, do we start? Where, do we start? where do we start? Life has been absolutely insane. Um, I know everybody's been through the pandemic. So my story kind of really catapulted during that. So, um, last year, my 20 year marriage broke down. Um, so I'm sort of going through that process right now with two young kids. And at the same time, my job was mandated. Um, 
And I chose not to go forth with that. And that being that type of person, being that type of person in that world at that time, um, my life blew up. My life completely crumbled in front of me. Um, so I had to figure stuff out. And in that moment, everything changed pivotally. I launched a business. I followed my intuition. I followed my gut. And it has been the most incredible, wild roller coaster of a ride over the last year, let alone the last three years, as I've really started to learn more of who I am because I discovered I kept myself hidden to keep the peace. And the pandemic blew that wide open, which I know a lot of people have felt as well when they they realized that they couldn't go against themselves. There was something where they're like, I just can't. And they stood rooted. They didn't understand it. They didn't know why. They didn't just, they felt crazy, but they stood rooted in it and incredible things happened. So I launched a business um, to provide for my family, to provide for myself. And that was the nudge that the universe was giving me. And that's what I'm super excited about right now because it is, I've learned a new layer of what it is. So I built this business based off of self-sufficiency, helping women, helping mothers provide for their family, learn how to grow their own food, going back to the basics, um, learning natural remedies, learning how to preserve, learning how to cook from scratch, learning these things that our great grandparents knew and lived by. And we lost you know, within two generations. So I have been on this journey for over a decade, figuring it out and failing miserably. But during the pandemic, I literally figured out what I was doing wrong and like simplified it and and made it happen. And now I teach that. And the recent layer that I just realized over it was a lot of women have been the ones that have stood their ground. And we're exhausted. We were put into that masculine role of protector, provider. And we did all the research. We, you know, felt that pull to go back to our roots, to to control what we could and to step back out of the system that was forcing us to do something against our intuition. And so what my program, The Basics, has helped so many women do and has helped me do is release that masculine. It basically provides you the step the does all the research for you and gives you that space where you then can have that creativity, that flow, that ability to nurture your family, provide for them in a simplistic, holistic way that creates this sense of peace around you. So that's what I'm really excited about because I literally just figured that out like a week ago that that's what this has done for me. And now that is also what it's been doing for my students. Um, and it's, it's so beautiful because so many women still to this day are trapped in that masculine energy and we, our nervous systems are so on high and this helps them go down. And I, I had a conversation with a student just the other day and she, she's been doing the, the background work in the basics and like, that's the stuff that we focus on over like the winter time. And she's like, I'm crying because this literally is what I have needed. And I feel calmer and I feel relaxed. I feel peace. I feel that I can do this. And I can experience the joy again, being present with my kids again, because all of that chaos of me trying to push it and force it and figure it out and screw up and everything for years, literally three years, two years, however long trying to do this. And now she feels that she can be in her feminine again without realizing that she was in her masculine. Like it's, it's just, so I'm just so excited for all the women that are going to be experiencing the basics over the coming year, over the coming years. 
and all the women that are currently experiencing this shift, it's it's just, I'm just so excited. Oh my God. Oh, I, I can't tell you, like, I knew I was excited for this conversation. <laughs> I really, but I honestly, like, I, if listeners can't see me, I'm nodding my head in agreement. I have the tingles because this is something that I have also, and I really, the pandemic was definitely, I think as much as there's been so much loss and so much sadness for people, it has shifted the consciousness on a whole other level. And for me personally, um, similar experience at, at my job, being a police officer, um, there was a lot of shit went down and I had to make a choice, but I, you know, there's, I, it was, it was hard. And I, and I said before we, before we hit record that I really thought that I was going insane. Like I thought like there was something wrong with me because yeah. of what, what, what's happening. Like, and I had always been wanting to live a more holistic life with like, we live in the rural uh, outside of the city of Ottawa. We live on some nice land, but like I wanted to raise, I want to raise my kids differently. I don't want them to be in the city. I make them go outside. And yet when it came to making a serious choice about, it's like the logical part of my brain was like, well, you can't do that. And that's where I'm so, like I look at you and the women that you're helping where it's like, get past that. And I figured out a different way to deal with having to make that decision um, and accepting that what I've done is okay, that it's letting go of the shame that I felt around being mm-hmm. mandated to be vaccinated. Let's like put it out there. Mm-hmm. But I've come to accept that the choice that I made is okay, but there's other ways. And so now I'm like, there's just another way to live. There is just another way. And I've always known that. And so I knew this conversation when I, when obviously being inside the same community, as far as building our online business, I've meditation was a huge thing for me. I came back to meditation, to slowing down, to being okay with not doing all the things and being in your masculine all the time. Cause that's what my career is, right? Like I'm a police officer, what more masculine. And I know it's not just that, but it's like, that's a masculine job. And I had lost my feminine totally. Um, but it's like, we have to get back to just being in the present moment, doing the things that we love. So, oh my gosh, there's just so much here. So I will not try to take up all of your morning, but, um, so, you know, making that shift for you and you just knew, like, it's like you stood so firm in your knowing. And that's what this podcast is about, is that people that are making shifts in their lives and doing it in a fully aligned way. So for you, it was annoying, but did that fear, I mean, I'm not, I know the fear comes up because it did for me, but it's like the fear. And how did you work through that? Of what you knew inevitably was, was going to happen to your life. Like you said, it's blown up in two different good way and another way. Like, how did you get over that? So I'm still dealing with the fear. Um, but I, I didn't have a full knowing. I, I will say this. It was in August where I knew that in November, something was going to happen. I just had a, some kind of a gut feeling that something was going to be happening, whether it was going to be I was going to take the shot or something else was going to happen. But I knew that if I took it, like I just, I would become a shell of a person. Like that would be the end of me, essentially. Um, but I didn't know what was going to happen. And then come November, I had this out of body experience where I got up out of the couch, walked into the bedroom and said to my husband, like, I need a, I need a break. Like, I just need a break. <laughs> and, and that just started everything. That was the end of it. Um, or the beginning, <laughs> whichever. So I didn't fully know, like I wasn't rooted in like an actual decision. It was just, I started Cause I really felt crazy. I really, I, so many of us did and still do. Um, I just trusted on some subconscious level that I had to follow it. I was, I felt crazy. I completely felt crazy, but it felt better as uncomfortable as it was. It felt better than following just because going against who I was. And so I just sort of leaned back into that and tried to 
breathe out all the discomfort and just follow those nudges. And it's literally led me to the best, most aligned places. I'm still having a hard time with like just trusting it and trusting the future's going to work out. But when I turn around and I look at all the evidence, I was hands down completely guided. Like even for example, in the basics, there's a... A lot of the content in there is stuff that I have created over the last decade that I felt called to create something like literally like a checklist, (laughs) like a checklist, like a formal checklist going like, why the heck am I creating this? I don't understand, but I created it and then did nothing with it. Well, now I know exactly why I created it. I had no idea back in, back in the day, five years ago. So I'm still dealing with the fear of the unknown because that's the ego coming in. But the evidence is there. And so I go back to that evidence and in amongst all the bad, remembering that there is good and the good as uncomfortable as it can be because you're, you're going outside your normal routine. You're going outside what you know. It gets to be good and it gets to be better and it gets to be you. So many of us have, women have lost ourselves because we've been put into the workforce, been put into this um, different ideal that I think was purposefully made so that we lose our power the same way that men have lost their power. And we're all kind of going like, where the heck are the masculine men? Oh my God. Really? Where are the, where are the men that are supposed to protect their families? Where are they? It's the women. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and so like, for me, I I love that you share like the whole knowing. And so I had, like, I I seriously thought like I had to take time off work because I'm like, I can't make this decision. And I did. I like, I, I, and even though my husband was like, whatever you decide to do, it's okay. We'll figure it out. And I, but then the guilt, right. There's that fear. And then there's the guilt of, well, God, like, and the kids and what's going to happen. And I, I literally let my mind take over. And that's when you said, right, that ego, that fear, yep. so that's safe, right? We know it keeps us comfortable. Yep. Uh, but all that being said, I like that you said you just that knowing and that trust. And that's my word. Like, I don't, I, I've had this inner knowing that I have to trust myself more with the decisions. And so disconnecting really from my career and being more in the flow of things, even at work. Um, it, it sounds weird. Like I'm a police officer, but I'm not out on patrol. I'm in the office. I'm an investigator. So I can sort of do things on my own speed at my own speed, but at home, like being in that flow and not pushing in the hustle and knowing that it's okay to want to do all those things. Like I've always grown up baking and wanting to garden. And to be quite honest, like, I can garden, but it's like, I I wasn't making it a priority, right? And that's where your values and your priorities, are they balanced out? Are they the same thing? Mm -hmm. So like, I think what you're doing is so important. And I see it a lot in people around like friends and not just social media where women are, are bringing it back. They're taking back their power where it's like, we, we can do this shit. We can do this in our way. Right. And I think that's fabulous because we have to, something's got to shift and I feel it in the consciousness. I feel the collective is changing because this new generation and people, it's funny. I keep seeing this thing on TikTok about like the the mother's like, Oh, my kids, they ghosted me. It's like, yeah, because you weren't home. You weren't available mentally, physically for the last, for their life. So there's two generations now. It's like, it's time to get back to what we're supposed to be doing. Yep. Um, and so what you're teaching women and teaching this generation of let's get back to it. Let's be home with our kids. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing that I crave. My kids are home today because school buses were canceled again. And I'm like, oh, it's my day off. I have so much shit to do. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, I get to do the things I need to do like this. Mm-hmm. I get to spend time with my kids that I normally wouldn't get to do. Exactly. Putting the priority back on family. Cause we are literally 
raising the change we wish to see in the world. That's my motto. It's we are raising the change we wish to see in the world. And how do we do that? By becoming the best versions of ourselves, because we then show them how it is, how you get to be, how you have those uncomfortable moments, how you work through them, because otherwise we're just talking and the example is not being set. So by embodying our best selves and by showing them, you know, this is a priority. You can create something out of nothing. You can um, do things that are hard. You can have uncomfortable conversations. You can be wrong and have new information and change your mind. You can apologize. Like there's just so many different things that we get to embody for our children. So it's exactly that. It, it's providing for our kids in a different way being present with them. So many moms, so many women have had that feeling. And even dads, even dads have felt so overwhelmed with the pressures of society that we've forgotten how to be present in our lives. And instead, we tune out through TV and social media. And it messes with our brains. And then our kids are there going like, where are you? Where are you? And then we wonder, in you know, as they grow and they turn into teenagers, or you know, what happened? They don't want to spend time with you, or you know, the kids aren't. They want to be somewhere else, or it's like, well, wait a minute. It's like, well, let's go back. It's like this is a performance review as an adult. When your kids get to a certain age, if they want to be around you, they want to spend time with you, right? It's like, or, or how they are living is the way that I. I showed them how to live. Yeah. Right. We spend a lot of summer camp out of the summer camping, you know, away from not like we have, a, we have an RV, let's be honest, but um, it's still right. It's away from the norm of, of the city and the life and the constant go, go, go. Like we don't yeah. put our kids into a lot of activities because we want to be with them. Like I love spending time with my kids. Like I don't want to just ship them off to all these activities and let them spend 10 hours in an arena. But if that's what you enjoy as well, and you're being present with that, that's different, right? Because yeah. showing them and being with them. But I just find, like you said, society has so many pressures. So many that- pressures and yet tries to make it so convenient. So you're no longer doing work. Like you're no longer doing hard work. In, and in order to get to that, you have to do hard emotional work, <laughs> which yeah. like there's no guide for unless you're in like the alternative community where there's so much support there for those hard conversations with yourself and moving and shifting. But that's, that's another reason why I love the basics is it allows mothers and families to do this work together again. So to show your kids how to grow, to getting them out into the soil, into nature, having those natural endorphins, having the natural bacteria, like all of it is health-based. They begin to eat healthier. They begin to learn how to cook, how to provide for themselves. And it just is this natural process, which is literally ingrained in our DNA that in two generations, they broke. And they broke that. One of the biggest ways was putting the women in the workforce. And what does that also do? It gives them more money. <laughs> yeah, a thousand percent. Right. More money. And then we get sold all the convenience because as as women, we're not there. We're not present anymore. Our kids are away from us in school. They're away in different activities. We're stressed out as an entire family. Every single person in the family is stressed out. And how much time do you actually get to be with each other physically in the same space, let alone sitting down over dinner, having conversations? So this this really allows that to come back. And I didn't know what I was creating. I didn't know why I was creating it. I just felt all these nudges to it and trying to make it happen in my own life. Now, my husband and I, my ex and I were very different. (laughs) So we didn't agree on a lot of stuff and COVID just completely split that apart. Um, But it it helped us also kind of come together as a family in different ways. 
So it's, I'm just so grateful for all of it. And I'm grateful for all of the women too, that have recognized themselves that they needed to make a shift. They needed to follow that nudge and go back. And this just gives them that breathing room again, where they feel safe to create again and to be with their kids. Mm. Yeah. You are so speak my language because it's just, yeah, it, it, it is something to look back and be, you know, like you said, there's always good. And that's why I always say the sun is always shining after the storm. It's always shining under the clouds because you, sometimes you have to look a little harder for it, for the goodness, but what, what the last couple of years has done. Right. And you, you're in the moment, you're like, this is the shit. This is the worst possible thing. Yes. And it's like, wait a minute, look at all the good that's come out of this. And I love that perspective because otherwise you'll like, if we're constantly living in the past, right. We can't ever see what's going on right now. And that's where we are. This is the only spot that our life is. We mm-hmm. are living now, not yesterday, letting go of what happened yesterday to a point, right. It, it's work. There's work to be done. Mm-hmm. And I love that you're helping women understand that they're not alone. That's the biggest thing is that you Sometimes you you think that you're the only one experiencing these feelings when it's like, wait a minute, there's a lot of women and people out there that feel the same way that you feel and building that community, like you said, is so important in a age of the age of technology. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. What is, um, Oh, what is the biggest thing or maybe even the most shocking thing that you've learned about yourself on this journey? I think the big, oh, I'm going to try not to cry. Um, the biggest thing is how much I hid myself to appease people. And, and <laughs> what I learned was no matter how much I tried to hide like the biggest parts of me, they kept coming up. And when I finally allowed them to come through, the biggest shifts in my life have happened. And what ended up being so beautiful, and I I know other people have experienced this, is when they started to stand in themselves and allow them to speak their truth, they became surrounded by people that supported them for being them. Mm. So in my life before the last three years, you know, I had friends and stuff that kind of knew me, but now it's like, no, no, no. (laughs) I have people who get me and allow me to be me. And it has been the biggest growth factor because I'm in a safe place now where I can be loved for me and not hiding myself. So that's, that's been like the biggest shift just internally, mentally. And, and who I am is I am this nerdy person that like kills plants and yet grows enough food to feed her family for a year and built her own grocery store in her basement. Having like never done this before, I, I like, I can walk out my house and look at the ground and go, Oh, I can eat that plant. Like who does that? does that? It's just. Over the last year, over the last three years, I've really leaned into who I am and been unapologetic about who I am. And it's blown my life completely up, but it's also brought to me the most incredible people, the most incredible community, the most incredible life that as hard as it is to say goodbye to the past and to the old, we get to write our own futures and being unapologetically you is probably the biggest shift I've had. That is, I see this theme. This is the theme where it's like, just be you. But a lot of people don't even know what that is right because they're just shoved it down so far and it takes a lot of frigging work to get back to that 
right? Not even to get back to that, get back to the person, because sometimes you don't want to go back to that person, but being getting to the person that you know you're meant to be. But how did you how do you deal with that? The people that don't want to see the unapologetic you. Let them go. <laughs> that's, that's huge, yeah. right? There's that, oh my God, I don't want to say that because that's going to offend somebody. That well, is everywhere. It's my 20-year relationship. Literally gone. And that has been the hardest thing for me to let go of with somebody that I thought, you know, you you know, like (laughs) I wasn't expecting it to happen that way. Um, but you just have to let go. Like you, it's hard. And it's not like knowing who you are comes, you know, with a, a blink of an eye, just like, oh, I'm going to be who I am. You don't know who you are. You have to just follow it and give yourself permission to test things, explore things, follow the nudges that, you know, it can take some time to even understand what a nudge is. Really, it, it took, um, I have a friend, uh, and she's fantastic. She has truly supported me in reconnecting with what my intuition is, what that feels like. Um, and just going with it and like trying to relax and trying to trust it and understanding that you can make mistakes, understanding that if it's meant to be, the universe will bring it back, understanding that, um, nothing is ever permanent, understanding that one conversation is not the only conversation. You can go over things multiple times, but if you are feeling like you are not being allowed to be you, permission to put up a boundary, permission to go, okay, that person doesn't make me feel good. I can speak my piece to them and just kind of say like, this doesn't make me feel good or just you know, not communicate with them for a while. So it's okay. And I'm learning. I have not put up any boundaries before. I am learning (laughs) how to do that. It is a process, but the human experience is messy. The human experience is uncomfortable. The human experience is the most mind-blowing thing. Emotions are temporary. They truly are remembering that, breathing through it, moving your body to get them out, and to be curious as to why they're coming up, following that, what needs to be healed, what needs to be shifted. I am still on this journey. I'm still screwing it up. I am still going through all of it. (laughs) But at the same time, I've got an outlet and a community that I felt nudged to create, and it has blown up. (laughs) I love it. I think that, you know, that is the whole thing, right? Is being able to create your life in full alignment and to be mm-hmm. able to do the things. Can you imagine the friggin' world we would have if, if everyone just released expectations, released the people pleasing and said, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to do because this lights my heart on fire. And everybody was in their genius. Can you imagine? Like, right. Right. In a completely different world. (laughs) When I look at my friends who, who in the last few years did the same thing where they, they were like, fuck everybody. Like, this is who I've made this decision and I'm going to start getting loud about it. And, you know, when the convoy rolled through, so many people were like, Yes, there's hope for humanity. There's people out here. I'm not alone. I'm not crazy. There are women who stepped into that and they have created from their own genius, not following any rules. You're not following rules anymore. There are no rules. That's what we've been told is we've been put in this box of like, you must act this way. You must think that in the last three years, I mean, if you just follow the oh. media, you must think this, you must think this, you must think this. It's like, 
are we, are we serious here? Like this is really (laughs) when you step out of the box and when you make your own rules with permission to change them, should they not feel good anymore? Oh, the world is already a better place already, already just by one person, one person stepping into themselves and exuding that positive energy and that powerful shift. And then they're like a beacon of light for other people to do it. And I say to my students all the time, I say to everybody, if I can do it, you can do it. If I can kill plants, if I can still kill plants and grow enough food to feed my family, you can too. I live in Manitoba, this growing season is like two months here, guys. If I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We we do a garden every spring. Um, and then I realize, oh my God, why do I do this? I love doing it. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. And we reap the harvest for a bit. And then we travel away and we go camping for two or three weeks. And I come back, I'm like, shit, there's lettuce, like so much lettuce. I don't even know what to do with it. Um, and then there's, you know, beans growing everywhere. And so I, you know, but it's, it's just amazing what you can do when you, like you said, you get rid of the rules. Mm -hmm. Like this is the biggest thing that I've discovered is that I, I had really been starting to give away my power to just, and you don't notice it, right? It just started one little thing. Oh wait, the next little thing. I'm like, I was literally in Florida in January and I went to go out to meet a girlfriend down there. And I had said to my husband, I'm like, can you drive me? Like, and this is like the might, the smallest thing. I'm like, can you drive me? He's like, well, then I'm going to have to drive back. And what are we, like, what? I'm like, I got out and I'm like, I know how to drive. I'm freaking 50 years old. What the hell is wrong with me? I can follow a fucking map. And as I'm driving, I'm like enjoying the view. And I'm like, this download hit me. And it's like, stop giving away your power. Like, it's the small things, right? Where we don't, realize until they're compounded it's like how much you like of course I know how to drive why would I even ask my husband to drive me that's the most ridiculous thing in the world Mm -hmm. right and it's like the small things add up and then before you know it you've lost yourself yeah completely it's I love that you talk about that because for the birth of my second child I realized that for the birth of my first child, I gave away my power and I was with the midwives. I gave birth or I was birthing in the birth center. So it was still like a natural process, but I stopped trusting myself. I went in fully trusting my body, fully trusting that, you know, like I, Ina May books, hypnobirthing, like all of it. But there was a point there where I stopped trusting myself and I started, okay, somebody please tell me what to do. Somebody please tell me what's happening. Somebody please tell me like what I'm supposed to do now. What is it supposed to feel like? Where is it supposed to go? And that stopped my birth. And so I ended up with a birth experience that I didn't want. And then for my second one, thank God for the midwives helping me talk through this stuff. I realized how much of my power I gave to everybody else. And I was focused on everybody else's experience in my birth, not mine. So the second birth was very different. I was still um, focused on some of the other people in the room, but I trusted myself. I trusted my body a lot more. I took my power back because I recognized just, just acknowledging that I had given my power away the first time. I was like, hey, it's not going to happen this time. So just the acknowledgement shifted that. So yeah, there's many ways that we give away our power that we don't realize at all, at all. And then we overcomplicate it in getting it back. So you talking about your garden and the fact that, you know, you go away and then you come back and you're like, what the heck happened? People experience that all the time. And I'm I'm so bad. So I'm, I'm a mom and now I'm a single mom, two young kids. I don't have the time to be in a garden. I'm sorry, but I live in a place where there's quack grass and thistles. And like my garden is basically like in weeds. I figured out how to grow a garden without watering it, without weeding it, without being there all the time. And even if 
even if your garden doesn't work, like something happens and it doesn't work. I have figured the pivots, I call them pivots, what you do to still get enough food to feed your family and not have it cost you anything. Because I'm very much like it either has to cost nothing, pay for itself or pay me to do it. (laughs) Like the way that I do things and the way I have chosen to live life is it gets to be fun. It gets to be simple. It gets to be enjoyable. We we've overcomplicated and overwhelmed far too much in our lives. And that stifles us as women for our creativity. It really does. So the basics helps women shift their mindset and like think outside the box and start problem solving in really simple ways that gets them excited, that gets them going, oh yes, I can totally do this. Oh yes, I can do that. Well, I can definitely do this. So it it really gives you your power back and allows you to step into that femininity while still providing for your family and creating a nurturing environment. And you're literally the ripple effects for this is not just in you and in your kids and generations to come, but it's also you're doing it. Other people see it. They start doing it. And I teach you how to connect with your local community. So it's not just this online community. You're growing your local community, which if you want to talk about climate change and all that, (laughs) this is it. We take our power back on a massive scale when women come back to themselves. And like the basics is just, I have a hard time explaining what it is because it's so impactful on such a massive scale. It's not just teaching you the most essential skills of self-sufficiency. It goes well beyond that. Well beyond that. Yeah. I think, I think that what you're doing is just going to change a lot, a lot of people's lives. Um, I just, I wish that, like I said, there's people that you can, we share our gifts, we share our genius, like, but some people, no matter, you've got to accept that some people just aren't there yet, right? And was that difficult? Like you see people, maybe friends or people online or whatever, uh, where it's like, they just, they're just not at the same level. And you're like, for me at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, oh my God, why can't you wake up? Why can't you see what's going on? Like, we've got to get back to just ourselves and, and trusting in the universe. And, and and, that, and people think that's freaking woo-woo shit. And it's like, but I had to let go of that. So mm-hmm. how, do you, how have you done that? How have you just accepted that there's just some people are just not going to, that you can't please everyone, right? You're not peanut butter. That's my favorite. It's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking, but the one thing that has helped center me and ground me is if the universe has my back, it has theirs and their purpose here might be exactly where they are, where they are the people that don't see things, which causes the rest of us to be even more rooted in ourselves because we're, we start, you know, getting angry or whatever. And we just start going, we can't help them. We have to help ourselves. So you're starting to see that a lot right now. I feel like where more people are speaking up going, look, if people haven't woken up yet, that's on them. And maybe they're not meant to, you need to do everything for yourself and become your best self. The other thing that I say is If people haven't become aware yet, like it was hard enough for each one of us to become aware that the things that we thought were true were not. And that was a really hard fall. Well, if people haven't woken up yet and they, people are still continuing to wake up, imagine that fall. So we need to be there for them. And we basically need to treat them with kid gloves, like a newborn, and help them through it. That's our role. It's not to try and wake them up. They need to wake up on themselves. That's If you look back at anything, no one's going to make a choice except if they make it themselves. It's not going to stick. But we need to be so rooted in ourselves and come from a place of love and compassion and understanding that we can treat them like a newborn and not like, oh, finally, like, 
you know, you've caught up to us kind of thing. It's no, no recognizing that their world just got completely destroyed like your own did and easing them through that process. So we are leaders and we will continue to build more leaders through our kids, through other people that wake up, but just having that compassion and understanding that they may never understand, they may never see it, but that is their purpose. Trusting that the universe has them and it will happen in whatever time it needs to. It might not happen in this lifetime. So that's the only way I've been able to ground myself because otherwise I would be stuck in that ego fear for them and I would not be focused on myself. Yeah. I love that so much. And that's exactly my experience is that early on I had to let go of that, that, you know, what the hell wake up, people wake up. And it's like, I can't, you, you, you can't make people do that. They've got to, like you said, some people will get there and some people never will in this lifetime. And that's maybe their path, right? Yeah. That is just maybe their path. So what, what do you, other than, um, like, what other things do you do? Do you do meditation to bring that compassion and that self-love in? Do you do any other modalities to <laughs> take care of you? I would love to say I do meditation, but I have children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you see, this I is where I'm going to jump in. No, I'm going to jump no. in here. I will literally set a timer for five minutes and be like, kids, please. And it's like two minutes and they're coming in. So meditation has not yet worked for me in that sense, but I do feel like I meditate in other ways. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really just stepping into becoming more feminine and becoming more myself. Whereas before it was just like, I was just trying to process everything like all at once. Um, and the biggest thing that helped me was just following that intuition and, and birthing my passion. That was my biggest like healing, I guess. Um, now I'm taking walks with my neighbor. So we do like five miles almost every day. But I mean, sometimes we can go like four days when our schedules don't match up or something. So that's been really great where we just talk and walk. Um, I'm taking baths <laughs> before I couldn't. There'd always be a child like coming in. And now I'm like, oh, my God, I can take a bath, <laughs> so, light some candles, have some good um, like Epsom salts and stuff. So I'm I'm coming back into that Uh Every once in a while, I'll kind of write down my thoughts. I've actually used social media as a healing tool and a grounding tool. There are some times where you can look at my feed and there will be a post that I just like wrote out that just helped me process things, helped me bring it out. Um, so I'm not, I'm not super grounded or like anything yet. I don't have those routines. I have just done what works for me in the moment and trusting that um that it will become more as necessary. There are times when, you know, I've got kids, you know, screaming or whatever, and that's another healing moment where It's because I recognize, oh, it's because my emotions are going crazy right now. I've gotten into a fear mode or an ego mode because something went into my head and my kids start reacting to that and it helps to ground me. So, you know, the mirror thing. So there's little moments kind of throughout the day that I'm acknowledging and breathing through stuff. Um I'm saying more affirmations now of like, I'm safe, I'm whole, I'm loved unconditionally. Just little, little bits and tools. They're not consistent per se, but I grab them when I need to. And that's how I'm, I always say like, life is okay to be messy. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be routines. It just has to get you to the next step and allow you to anchor yourself into this moment. Oh oh my gosh. I love that so much because I think that's the flow of, of, uh, the, fe- the feminine, right, is that there's times in our cycle, our 
that we're we're ready, we're ready to go, we're ready to do the things, and then there's times when we just really slow the fuck down yep. and take that bath that you to just go for the walk and not be guilt feel guilty or shame ourselves for not doing all the things. In fact, I just did a post this morning about when will it be enough, right? And allowing yourself for whatever you've done to be enough. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Be able to lean into that and go, it's okay. I've done enough today. Maybe I've only maybe all I've done today is is had a cup of tea. Like yes. there's just been so much pressure, this hustle and bustle and grind culture. Like I'm I'm done with that. And it's mm-hmm. like I just don't adhere to that. There's there's another way. And being able Throw to out the rules, make your own. Yeah. There's yeah. there's ways that are like you said, our job now at this point is to show people that there's another way and to be there to lift them up mm-hmm. um, and to show them because like you said, there's still there's still going to be a fall for a lot of people, I think, in the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, and so let's talk about the basics. What is the first thing that if people are like, this is me, this is feels so aligned for me. This is what I, I've been trying to do, but maybe they haven't had the support. It's like, what's one thing or where should they start when they're wanting to get back to, you know, cooking from scratch or growing their own food or whatever it is, what is one shift that they can make in their current lifestyle? Um, well, number one, reach out to me. (laughs) (laughs) We'll put all the stuff in the show notes. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest, the biggest thing you can do is just start becoming aware of where your power is outsourced. So for example, looking at your grocery list, what are some things that you buy? Like, that's it. That's as simple as it has to be. What are some things that you can buy? And then look at like, okay, is there like, is that something I could grow? Is that something that maybe there's a local producer I can find? Um, Is that something that I really need? Is that something that I can make myself? So just kind of looking there because that is something that we outsource continually every single week. So just having an acknowledgement of it and it's kind of like a guide. Yeah, I think like I do so much baking. Like when the kids were younger, I made all the baby food. I did, uh, you know, all the things at home. I bake constantly so that there's fresh, like not with all the preservatives and all the other crap in it. And Mm -hmm. fact, actually this morning when I woke up, I was lying in bed going, you should make some bread. It's weird. Like now that we say that, I'm like, oh yeah, I did have that thought this morning. Make some bread. I've got some bread flour. I should make some bread. Um, but I, the awareness is key, right? In anything. And in, in that's yeah. where you only get the awareness from being present. Yes. Being present in your day to day. That's when you become aware and go, wait a minute. Am I just doing this on autopilot, buying the stuff because it's just convenient and it's autopilot and you're so busy? Slow mm-hmm. the hell down and take a moment. Yeah. Be aware. Oh, yeah, that's so good. And speaking of that, right, that hustle and grind culture, give me your thoughts on working hard versus working in alignment. <laughs> working in alignment is so much easier, yeah. but it's hard to let yourself do it. How about that? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it, working hard gets you almost further away from yourself. When, when I have forced things, it's gone further away from me, even if it's things that I want and I know I want, like, for example, um, just putting content into the basics and like creating that when I would force myself to do it, it would take me forever. It really would versus when I just let it flow it happens and it comes from a better place and a more clear place where people then just get it. Cause like I, I take out the BS and I give you the actual strategies, like actual strategies that create those mindset shifts that simplify it all. So it's, it's, I hate when people say like, Oh, just start, like, just start. I'm like, no, it's not that when you just start, you fuck yourself by getting so overwhelmed with too much information. There's a completely other way you need to look at it. So 
when you go with that aligned space and allow it to take time, it's okay. Allow it to flow. It will come out better, faster, and feel good when you're in that space. But you have to, the work is the letting go of the ego and trusting that it's enough. Trusting it is enough. Yeah, it's the path of least resistance, right? Yeah. Right. And I've just, I've actually just had that. Well, I've had those aha moments a few times over the last year uh, while building like my online business and what I want to share in the world. And I'm, you know, you get in such uh, bubbles of people that are doing things and it's like, oh, this is the way you should do it. The strategy, this, that. It's like, wait a minute, this does not mm. feel good. And I'm forcing something that doesn't feel good. Yeah. I'm going to just do the thing that feels really freaking good. Yeah. I'm like, Gee, there's an idea. This feels really good to start this podcast and I'm having fun with it. And I'm like opening up to really be able to share the things that I want to share. And that's having guests like you on this podcast, because you are like the thing that I love talking about, right? Like this is what you share and what you're creating. It's like, this is me. And I too had let that light dim um, over the last couple years for whatever reason still haven't figured it all out work in progress but it's like follow what feels good Mm -hmm. it's so simple and yet so many people have a hard time doing that yeah we've been programmed to not trust ourselves and that literally comes from birth to not trust yourself and so us as women and as mothers we get to shift that we get to bring that back and it's just so powerful to be able to show women in, in like, I say, I teach the practical skills. I really do. Like I teach the practical how-to skills, but when I say that there's a strategy, it's such a simplistic strategy that allows people to build it their own way. And that's what's so releasing and, and peaceful for the women there is because it's so simplified that they get to follow their alignment. What feels good based on how their family is, what resources they have, what they want as the end result. So it's, it's not even like here, do it this way. It's no, here's how you're going to shift how you think about it. Here's how you're going to look at it a little bit differently. And then you get to create from that. And then it gets to be exactly what you want. Like that's how freaking mind blowing it is. <laughs> so it, it has that other level too of like showing women how to follow their intuition and allowing them to step into their power and they don't even realize it. It just gets to be like that beautiful end results, which is, yeah, <laughs> I love it. So for you, like what is, what does it feel like for you? We talked about feeling good, right? Find what feels good. Um, but it's like, what does that feel like for you and your body? When you know that you are in full total alignment, what is that for you? Is it, is it in your gut? Where is it? Well, I'm a sacral generator. <laughs> so it, it, to me, when it's like, I am like full blown in that my entire body is vibrating like just vibrating. I have energy. I can't stop smiling. It just is coming out of me. Just I'm exuding energy from the top of my head to the tips of my toes and beyond. That is what it truly feels like for me. Um, But there are those nudges too that kind of sit in my gut that it's either there's like a tension or there's a flow. And so I kind of have to sit and ask, ask myself, is it this or is it that? And I'm again, like, as I'm saying this, I'm going, oh yeah, that's the yes, no questions. I totally never understood before, <laughs> but, yes. but now I'm like, oh yeah, okay. That is, um, cause sometimes it is that tension. Sometimes it is, you just have to figure out, uh, where, Is it more tense? Like, is there another resistance that like, this is actually the state of flow that might feel tense, but that's just because it's like unknown versus what you're actually in that other state is so much more intense. So yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, it takes it takes asking. First of all, it takes awareness. Mm-hmm. Then it takes you have to take the time to ask yourself the deeper questions to get to that feeling, right. And getting to know our bodies. Women are so out of touch. Well, all humans are so out of touch in what is going on in their bodies. Like what our bodies innately tell us, whether that we're sick, our stress, um, our knowing, our intuition, we are so out of touch. And that's why for me, meditation and getting people to slow down and say, where is, where are you feeling? Like pay attention to what's going on in your body. And so I love that you mentioned right? like asking those questions. So yeah. and peeling back the layers, right? That onion, peel back another layer and it's never done. Like the onion never disappears. God, I wish it did. Feel the feelings onion. and like go into them. Like yes. when my friends started explaining that to me. I'm like, what are you talking about? But then when I actually started to do it, it's like, oh, I can see why it's happening, asking the questions and it dissipates. Like it's, it's only temporary. It feels forever, especially if you're not addressing it, but it's so temporary. Yeah, because if you don't address it, right, guess what? You push it down and it, it'll just come up in another form or you get sick or you get a disease. It's yep. going to come back if you don't just feel into it and deal with the emotions as they arise. And I think that that's where... <laughs> It's like, that's the whole point of this human experience, right? Feel the emotion, figure it out. And then, yeah, it's not permanent. Yes. Let it go. And then know that you can reach for another better feeling emotion. Don't ignore the bad ones or the, or make them neutral, right? When we can make everything neutral. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now I can choose again. Now I can ask a better question. Yes. Love that so much. So how do you find... You may laugh. How do you find the harmony in your life right now? Having just, you know, chaos, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, my life is insane right now. (laughs) Um, The biggest thing is that I've come to recognize in like literally the last week is that there does get to be so much good still. We tend to focus on the negative because that is the feeling that is so heavy on us. And that fear is so insidious that ego really, we've been operating from it. We've been taught to not trust ourselves literally from birth. So we operate from fear and ego, fear of, you know, displeasing people and all of that. Um, recognizing that in that discomfort, there is so much good that comes out of it. So, you know, when they say like, write gratitude, great gratitude journals, like, what are you grateful for? That is the tool that helps you recognize that there is good. That is the purpose of that because what you focus on more comes in because it's in your awareness. So if you're focusing on the negative, more negative is going to come. I have people in my life that all they focus on is negative and they, they literally say like, I don't feel joy. I cannot feel joy. And it's because of how they're thinking. So when you begin to recognize there is good. So like I, I blew up my life and I look like a crazy person. I feel like a crazy person on paper. I had the perfect life on paper, but it wasn't aligned with me. And I saw that. And a lot of people did through the pandemic. It was like, how, how could people that knew me, I thought knew me, Think of me so horribly and so quickly. And so like, because somebody on the TV told them to, like, it just, you had to trust yourself more. So when I trusted myself and when I aligned to that, the most beautiful things started to happen. Well, also the most awful things happening. Duality. That is life. So finding the good helps you stay true to yourself and stay positive and and work through those negative emotions because like you said you don't want to just forget it there's no like just live, live in love and light like it just doesn't happen you have to sometimes look for the good when it feels so heavy and focus on that but there is duality there will always be something bad it's just how you handle it absolutely right it's that um, contrast in everything mm-hmm. that you see on your day-to-day life 
but the more contrast brings more clarity if you allow it to. Yes. And that's where I'm sort of like, I know authentically what I don't want to be doing. And you can focus on the, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want. Yeah. You've got to look at the other end and go, but I do want. And then if you flip to the other end of the stick and go, focus only on the what you do want, guess what? Like you said, you're going to get more of what you do want, more of the good things, more of the things in your own life. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Steph, this is uh, such a great conversation. I'm so happy that we uh, were able to get this uh, chat in today, but just let everybody know where they can find you and follow you and learn all the things. Okay. So you can find me on Instagram. My handle is spruce.acres.homestead. Uh, you can also reach out to me at hello at spruceacreshomestead.com via email. Awesome. Awesome. And I just, one thing as like we're in Canada, it's the winter. I don't know what it's like. I know it's cold in Manitoba. <laughs> I know it is, but for people that want to prepare for the spring and maybe start Let's just go with the whole creating their own garden or something. Should they be starting now? Absolutely. Absolutely. Winter, (laughs) I teach my students too. There's a lot of stuff that happens in the off season, like the off growing season that actually makes your growing season so much easier, especially if you want it in terms of self-sufficiency, where you're reducing your reliance on corporations and government and all of that stuff, where you're bringing it back. Um, So I actually have a workshop right now that is available that people can jump into that actually helps them plan their garden strategically and with that flow and helps them reduce that stress and know that they're actually going to have an incredible harvest (laughs) at the end of the year. So you can find that actually at the link in my bio on, on Instagram or just email me and I can send you the link, but absolutely right now is the best time to be planning out your garden to have it be fruitful. Awesome. Amazing. Well, I appreciate you so much for jumping in today and yeah, I'm I'm excited to, you know, maybe even chat again as uh, time goes and see how you evolve and how you get further into full alignment. But thank you so much for being here today. And uh, we will catch you next week on another episode of the Spiritual Ship of the Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you love this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with someone who you think would love it too. And a five-star review helps get the Spiritual Shipper Group podcast out to those that need it most. I can't wait to connect with you online, so make sure you follow me on Facebook at The Spiritual Shipworker and on Instagram at Lianne Magahi. It's time to enjoy the shift, one breath at a time.